Hello, welcome to Sheffield Board Gamers Podcast. My name is Rick, this is episode 51. I'm on my own today, I'm recording this solo, and the reason for that is I'm doing a special episode, which is my top 10 board games of all time. Uh, not just my top 10 board games though, but the top 10 games of Tracy, my wife. So I spend a lot of time at the club playing games, obviously, and I play games on a Tuesday evening and on Sunday when we play games at the Red Deer. But I also play games with my wife Tracy as well at the weekends. If we're both not working, we've got a spare afternoon, we've done all our chores, we usually sit down and play a couple of games. So a lot of two-player games, a lot of lighter kind of family games, but also some, some longer ones as well sometimes, and more, some more in-depth ones. So I asked Tracy to put together her top 10 list of games she likes to play, and uh, she's done that for me, as, and I've done my top 10 list as well. So without further ado, here's number 10. My number 10 is Castles of Burgundy. So this is a game by Stefan Feld, released in 2011, so a bit of an older one. This one is a tile placement game. You get hexes on a main board and you roll two dice and the dice determine the actions that you can take on that turn. Sometimes you can do exactly what you want because you've rolled what you want or sometimes you have to deviate and try different things. You can mitigate the dice, there are workers where you can change the dice, so you're not strictly stuck with what you've rolled, but you can tweak it up and down a little bit. But it's a a typical Feld game where lots of different things get you different points, so there are lots of varieties and lots of options that you can take, the different variety of strategies that you can try to try and get those points. So that's my, my number 10, Castles of Burgundy. Tracy's number 10 is number 9, or NMBR9. This is released in 2017, and it's a tile stacking game. So there are 10 different tiles, numbered from 0 to 9, and each turn you draw one of these tiles randomly from uh, from a card, and you try and place it on the table, and you're trying to stack the numbers as high as you can. So the higher they stack the numbers, the more they're worth. It's a quite a straightforward game, probably takes about 20 minutes to play, fairly quick, very easy to play, good uh, components. The tiles themselves are not polyominoes as such, they're kind of that shape, but they're, they're being specially designed so they don't quite fit together. It looks like when you join the pieces they should fit together nicely and you'll be able to tessellate them and create nice sort of joined up patterns, but it doesn't work out like that, you can't actually do that because of the way that they've been designed they don't quite fit together perfectly so you end up with gaps and spaces and you have to kind of work around that and and accommodate that and while all the while trying to stack these tiles on top of each other so really fun game quite good filler Uh, i think there's a new version out now like a giant version with extra pieces and goes up to more than four players this hours plays between one and four players um, but uh, yeah, good family game. Uh, enjoy that one. Number nine. So my number nine game is Carcassonne, the classic tile placement game designed by Klaus-Jürgen Reed and released in 2000, so a really old one this time. But still being released, still being still in print, still quite easy to get hold of. There's uh, just been released a new, a new version of it with updated um, artwork, so that's really nice. Um, there's been all sorts of anniversary editions, big box editions, expansions, things like that. So Carcassonne's really easy to get hold of and play. It's the classic tile placement game, and we play this at the club sometimes as well. But it's 
a good game because you can play when you're placing the tiles down you can put them away from other people so you can build up your own little area and not have any interaction with other players but a big part of the game is actually joining in with the other players and trying to steal their resources so they're building up a a city or a road or something like that you can place tiles down in such a way that you can actually join onto that and steal their points so it can be quite cutthroat depending on how you want to play it we play with Tracy we play the easy version <laughs> so we kind of do our own little thing and just add up the points at the end uh, we play without the farmers as well so you can the farmers is like an optional scoring thing where you can score for the farms and the, the green grass that you're, you're building up but to keep it simple, we just play the, the, the standard game. So that's Carcassonne, a uh, very good game. So Tracy's number nine is My City. So this is a Rainer Knizia game released in 2020. Kind of a legacy, kind of a campaign game. Um, but it's also got its own standalone game in there as well. So this is another tile placement game where you're placing tile pieces down on a, on a grid trying to score as many points as you can. However, in this game there are lots of envelopes that you open. You start off with a plain grid and you start off with some simple rules and you place some tiles down and, and scoring points. And then on the second game you open one of the envelopes and it adds a few extra rules. Oh now you've got to place your tiles next to the river or you've got to start in a certain particular place. Uh, it adds things to your uh, board so there are stickers in there. You add things to your tiles so you stick th stuff on your tea tiles so not to give too much away. But um, yeah it's a, it's a really fun game to play through. It only takes about 20 to 30 minutes to play a game. So when we played the campaign game, we played three games in a row, which took probably about an hour with two players. So we played three games, which is like one of the envelopes, and then the next time we played, we played another, opened another envelope and played another three games back to back. So the uh, the extra stuff that's added is quite interesting, and it changes up how you play the game, how you score, things like that, adds new elements to the game, which is really good. But once you've actually finished the campaign, there's also a standalone game as well, which is based on some of the same components, but you can play it without playing the campaign mode, which is which is good fun for a quick filler and a quick game. Uh, they just released My Island, and I believe there's also a roll and write version of My City, so it'd be interesting to, to see those at some point, or play those at some point. Uh, but that's Tracy's number nine, is My City. So moving on to my number eight, my number eight is Pandemic. And you can probably include the legacy games, uh, the spin-offs like the Cthulhu Pandemic and the Fall of Rome and the Water one. There's lots of different variations. We've played all the legacy ones, so Season 0, Season 1, Season 2, we've played all those. A uh, fantastic cooperative game where you play together against the game, um, cooperating to try and stop the diseases spreading throughout the, uh, the world and... Um, there's various different ways to lose, but there's only one way to win, which is to cure all four of the diseases. We've also got the smaller version as well. The Hot Zone ones are really good. The the Europe and North America, I think it is, Hot Zone, are like 20 to 30 minute games of the same thing uh, in a smaller box and smaller footprint, but just as good, just as much fun. Um, the uh, legacy ones are fantastic you get secret boxes to open which are full of components full of stickers full of extra stuff to add in there so really good to play through those but the base game itself we still play we still play just playing old pandemic and uh, that's really good fun as well still break that out every now and then and play through um, one of the scenarios depending on how how lucky we're feeling we might play the hard version or <laughs> we might play the medium version but still always good fun um, that's 
pandemic. So Tracy's number eight is a bit of an oddball one. This is a game called Valletta. This was released in 2017 and it's a game by Stefan Dora. So he's also the guy who did lots of other games. He's done For Sale, Medina, if you've heard of that one. So Valletta is a deck building game is the main mechanic but it's kind of got a board with it as well it's like a it's one of those combination games where it's the deck builder plus a little bit extra it's a bit of a euro game tacked onto it as well so the theme is you're building the city of valletta which is the capital of malta and you lay out um, these building cards in a grid to kind of form a board and along with each building card there's a smaller uh, deck card as well which is like a deck uh, a card that you can pick up and put into your deck so you're basically collecting resources paying for these buildings the buildings will get you extra cards that go into your deck when your deck gets used up you shuffle up your discard and that becomes your new deck so it's that typical deck building thing where the building the building cards will kind of come out again and give you uh, extra things to do and extra ways to collect resources um it's a really good fit a uh, good fun game it's um it's not just straight deck building, it's got this extra element of resource collection and building up your your deck. Uh, a really fun thing that it does as well is at the end of the game, once all the, um, uh, once the game's finished, you play through your deck one final time. So you basically take your discard pile, put it into your deck, and then you play through it one extra time to, to do all the final actions. Uh, and then you score it up and do it at the end. So... It's a, it's a good fun game, uh, not very long, probably takes about an hour to play, but yeah, good fun, Valletta. So on to number sevens now, my number seven is King of Tokyo. This is a dice rolling game, Yahtzee style, where you are a monster destroying Tokyo and you roll dice each turn to get various actions from those dice and you can re-roll certain dice a number of times so you get three re-rolls so you roll the dice and then you activate the actions and the actions are attacking the other players collecting energy so that you can buy cards which give you a special bonus powers uh, healing you can collect points so there's all sorts of things you can do with the dice but players between one and six players um so it's quite good for like a kind of party style game doesn't take very long half an hour 45 minutes probably tops if you're playing with the full player count the only thing I would say with King of Tokyo is it does have player elimination. Uh, once you've lost all of your health, you're out of the game. But then it doesn't take long then after to finish it. It's got loads of expansions for this as well. Got loads of um, extra content that you can put in there. Um, so a really good fun, fun game, especially if you like rolling the big chunky dice. King of Tokyo. Traces number seven is another cooperative game. This is Flashpoint Fire Rescue. So this is a game themed about firemen breaking into a building and trying to put a fire out. So you're rescuing people, trying to get them out of the building, trying to keep the fire under control. It's a fully cooperative game, so you're playing against the actual game itself and the fire, and you have a set number of actions that you can do each turn. So you can put fires out, you can move around, you can open doors, you can chop down walls. Uh, and all this you're trying to do to rescue people who are kind of stuck in the building that you're, that you're playing on. Uh, again, with all these games, it's, uh, it's another quite popular one. So it's got lots of expansions, extra maps, extra stuff that you can add in there, extra characters that you can play as. Uh, the way that I quite like the way that the fire works in this one as well. It's quite easy to handle. Um, at the end of each player's turn, you roll two dice and something will happen at that location on the map. 
and sometimes it'll just be smoke and nothing will happen sometimes a fire will break out or it'll spread or sometimes there'll be an explosion and it'll it'll spread the fire like in a big blast in in several directions um, so yeah, really good fun game. Again, different difficulties. Uh, there are different modes. There's like a family mode and there's an advanced mode where you can change characters, move the fire engines around, things like that. Uh, you get extra actions that you can do. But yep, good fun game. That's Flashpoint Fire Rescue. So my number six is Castles of Mad King Ludwig. So this is a castle building game where, uh, another tile playing game, but the tiles are all irregular shapes. So sometimes they're circles, sometimes they're oblong, sometimes they're square. Um, there's a, a, a neat kind of price setting mechanic where one plays the, the master builder and he sets the prices of all the tiles that are available in the, in the round based on what he thinks people want. And then going clockwise, people will take one of those tiles and put it into their castle. And you're trying to build up castle and score points based on the types of tiles that are coming out. So different types of tiles will score in different ways. You've got tiles which don't want to be next to other tiles. So you don't want a bedroom next to a music room, for example. You've got underground tiles which you have to build stairs down to. Um, there's all sorts of things you can do with this. It's... It's um, a fairly light, fairly quick game. Probably takes between 60 and 90 minutes. Plays up to four players. It's The special edition of this is really good as well. We've got the Royal Collector's Edition, which is a fantastic production of the game. Makes setup and, and putting it away really easy. There is a Colossal Edition as well, which I've played, which is good, which is like huge, but you need a massive table to play that one. Um, but it's really fun sort of, sort of building your castle up and seeing how it kind of expands and grows and how you score points, you're trying to place the room so that you score as many points as you can, but you don't want the negative points for placing things where which don't want to be next to each other. Um, so, yeah, really good fun. A really good castle-building game. That's Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Tracy's number six is Century Spice Road. Um, in particular, we've got the Golem edition, so this is the, uh, the Golem one that we've got. Uh, we've got... All three, so we've got Eastern Mountains and also the Endless World in the Golem Edition. And I think she likes all of them pretty equally. They're all pretty good games in their own right. We've not actually combined, tried combining any of them together yet, so we're going to have to try that at some point and try combining a couple of games together. Uh, but the main one, the, the first one, Centuries Spiced Road, this is a card-playing game where you are converting resources. So in the Golem Edition, it's gems. You've got four different coloured gems and you're trying to purchase golems which are like score cards so you're collecting cards playing cards in front of you to convert gems to different colors and then spending those gems to collect the golems for points so a very straightforward very easy game to play but quite interesting how you decide what how your conversion is going to work um what cards you want to take to to put into your hand you want to be as efficient as possible so you don't want to waste an action doing something that's not going to benefit you plays between two and five players which is a bit unusual because the eastern mountains and the endless world are all between up to four players so the original one the first one plays up to five which um which is quite good but uh, yeah a very quick card game play, plays between 30 and 45 minutes good fun good interesting gameplay uh that is century spice road so on to number five now my number five is massive darkness two Massive Darkness 2 is a dungeon crawler where you pick a character and you go around and you fight uh, fight monsters in a dungeon. Um, I did actually play the original Massive Darkness at the club 
and it was fine it was okay it was a pretty standard dungeon crawler but Massive Darkness 2 is a huge, huge improvement. Each player has their own character, which actually works in different ways. It has different rules. So one of the characters is a bag of tokens, and you pull in bag, uh, tokens from the bag to try and to do different actions. One of them is uh, a push-your-luck style of gameplay, where you have a deck of cards, and you're flipping cards over, and you don't want to bust um, by turning over too many. You can stop at any point. Um, so I think there's five different characters in the box and they all have different ways of working. The wizard has like a rondelle that spins around, which makes it really interesting. But the base game is that you are going into different scenarios. So I think it's like 10 different scenarios that you can play, um, which are all really good and really well designed and quite interesting and quite different. So in one scenario, you're flipping switches to open a door. In another scenario, you're just killing monsters. In another one, there's a boss monster to kill, so there's quite a lot of variety in the box. Um, the combat's really uh, really good because you're, you're rolling loads of dice, so you're improving your weapons, improving your character each time. You kill a monster, you get experience, and that will let you improve your character. You find the loot in the treasure boxes and on the monsters. They all carry equipments and items and armor and things like that that improve your characters and let you roll more and more dice. So you start off pretty weak at the start, rolling a couple of dice to attack monsters, but by the time of the end of the scenario, you're rolling five, six, seven dice to attack. Um, but the monsters get tougher as well, so it kind of balances out really well as well. So. A really good uh, dungeon crawling game, probably my favourite favorite dungeon crawler. Really interesting gameplay, Massive Darkness 2. Traces number five is Baron Park. So this is another tile lane game. This is a game about building a bear zoo. So in this game you have a board in front of you and you um, have a tile that you cover up some of the spaces on that board. Uh, whatever the space, what if there are some icons on the spaces that you cover up, you get to do that action. You play until you've filled up four boards in total, and then you count up your points. So it's a very straightforward kind of game. Uh, we always play with the extra, the extra goals as well. There are like extra goals that you can play with. It's kind of called kind of an advanced game, but it's it's easy enough to add in, which makes it a bit more interesting. A very good tile lane game that is Baron Park so on to number 4 now, my number 4 is Memoir 44 this is a war game set in World War set in the uh, World War 2 it's another one that has a lot of different scenarios so uh, in the base game you get a board, a double sided board uh, with lots of hex tiles where you build up the, um, the landscape that you're going to combat on and then there are two sides, Axis and Allies you set up your you set up your pieces depending on the scenario that you're playing, and then you take it in turns to play cards out of your hand and move your troops around, move your tanks around, and try and complete the goals as specified in the scenario. So again, the scenarios are quite different. Sometimes you just have to play to attack the other player. Sometimes you play in a defensive position and you just have to hold off the. Uh, the attacking army sometimes you have to play for objectives so it might be a bridge or a bunker or something like that where you have to reach and hold but the uh, the game itself is is really good fun you play cards to move to do your actions to move your stuff around and then you attack with dice so a bit of dice rolling to attack the other players really good fun lots of different scenarios uh, again lots of expansions the, the map in the base game is double-sided, so on one side there's kind of a coast 
map with sea on one side and land on the other and you can use that for recreating like D-Day scenarios the other side is just plain green so you use the hexes to build up landscapes worth playing twice because you can play a scenario and then swap sides and then play the scenario again and then whoever's the, whoever has the most points at the end wins we generally just pick a scenario and play through that lots of scenarios on the website as well lots of extra ones you can download the books online there's um, pdf books with extra scenarios in and campaign modes and all sorts of stuff so a really good fun game especially if you like war games and kind of that setting of world war Two. Uh, that is memoir 44 Tracy's number four is Carcassonne. I've already talked about this, the tile-laying game. Uh, classic family-style game of tile-laying tiles out, getting points. Fantastic game. My number three is Ticket to Ride. Uh, so the one, the version that I've got is Ticket to Ride Europe. We've also got the uh, special 15th anniversary edition as well, which is really nice. This is a train game where you're trying to connect routes to each other by playing cards. Um, so there's a board of Central Europe and you play cards to put trains out on the board and connect different cities based on tickets that you have and they will score you a number of points. A really good fun game, works well at two players, even though it goes up to five, you can play it two player and have quite a good game. I think with five there's more interaction because you block off each other's routes and you have to find other ways around lots of map packs so i've played quite a lot of that map packs switzerland india there's a uk one pennsylvania there's marklin um there's a usa one like i said the um anniversary editions are really nice they've got bigger boards um plastic trains that look really nice like individual unique trains different scenarios different uh we've got these expansions included i think as well uh, but a really good fun game, uh, Ticket to Ride, with all its expansions. Absolutely fantastic, brilliant game. Traces number three is Isle of Cats, uh, yet another tile lane game. This is uh, a game where you have tiles and you have a board with a boat on it and you're trying to put those tiles and fit them into the boat as best as you can. Uh, there's a, a family game, which is just a, like a straightforward drafting tiles and placing them into your boat and then there's a more advanced game where you have to get baskets and fish and things like that there's more resources involved there are lesson cards which are like game scoring cards which are goals that you're trying to go to you have your own personal private ones and they have public ones as well which everybody's trying to 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 complete so um quite a big box with with fantastic components you get a nice cloth bag to put all the tiles into the boards are uh, a really good quality uh, we've also got some of the map packs as well, so um, the bo- uh, the boards have different uh, map shapes on them. Uh, Isle of Cats, yeah, really good fun game. Good fun. My number two is Dominion. This is the OG deck building game uh, from Donald X. Vaccarino. In this game, you pick ten cards out of the ones that are in the box, and you play with those ten kingdoms, they're called... And everybody, uh, what I like about this one is it's everybody has the same options, the same opportunities. So you can buy any of the cards that are out on there and they sort of go into your deck and then eventually they'll come around and you can use them for actions. So it all depends on how you assess that initial kingdom layout, what which cards are you going to go for, which ones are you going to ignore, um, which ones are you going to get the most points, are you going to go for money, are you going to go for points early on, or are you going to wait and try and build up your deck first? Lots of great options. 
I would say the base game of Dominion is probably a little bit limited. You're probably going to get bored with it after ten or so plays. Um, still plenty of uh, plenty of playability in there with all different cards, but the expansions add lots uh, lots to the game. Sometimes they add extra uh, phases. Sometimes they add extra mechanics, like the orange cards, the duration cards, or a night phase, or um, the uh, events and so on so lots of uh, lots of variety it never plays the same twice because you're using different kingdom cards each time you're never going to the same going to get the same game twice it's always a pleasure trying to figure out the best way to combine your cards which ones are going to combo with each other which ones are going to synergize with each other uh, different um, ways of ending the game uh, so you can rush the game and try and run out the kingdom cards the game ends after three of those are empty so you can try and run it that way or you can you try and get the provinces which get you points so a really good game lots of variety really good to play gives you that ccg feeling of comboing cards and building up your deck and playing out actions to do different things um so yeah really good fun dominion Choices number two is a game called Splendor Duel. So we played a lot of Splendor when that first came out, and we really enjoyed that. And when Splendor Duel came out, we thought, well, you can play Splendor two-player anyway. So is it really that much different? But yeah, it is. It's a lot. Uh, uh, it's a lot better, I think, than the original base game. Um, purely a two-player game. You're drafting chips, the color chips from the middle of the board. Um, it's got a couple of extra, a couple of extra mechanics in there. It's got privileges which let you do an extra action on your turn. It's got the crowns. It's got alternative win conditions. So it is Splendor, but maybe with Splendor with a couple of little bits added as well, which makes it a lot more interesting. Uh, a super fun game. Plays in half an hour. Released in 2022, so quite a, a newish game. But um, it's, shots are straight, straight to the top of our list, so it's really good fun to play. That's it. a game called Splendor Duel. So my number one, the top of my list, uh, my favourite game of all time, is a game called Seven Wonders. This is a card drafting game where you get a hand of cards, you pick one, um, you build that into your city and then you pass the rest of the cards along. You can also include probably the Architects game in this. We played Seven Wonders Architects, that's a really good fun game. The Seven Wonders Duel game is brilliant as well. So uh, Tracy's got her Splendid Duel as her number two. This is probably my number one is the Seven Wonders Duel one, but uh, any any variety of Seven Wonders is pretty good, really. Um, you can play it on the app. There's a good app version of it. Um, you can play it on Board Game Arena, I think, so there's plenty of ways to play it if you don't want to play in person. It takes 30 minutes, 40 minutes if you if you play with people who've already played before and you don't have to explain it. It might take a little bit longer if you're playing with a full play account or if you're playing with people who haven't played before. There are different versions of this there's the original version, but then there's an upgraded one, like a newly released one as well, which really got really nice, like metallic cards and thicker components and a, a redesign. So the icons are a lot clearer. It's got brilliant player aids. The player aids in the in the new version are fantastic. The different wonders give you different abilities each time you play. So every time you play, it's going to be slightly different. Sometimes you might want to count concentrate on the military and getting your military built up other times it's going to be economy you're going to get more coins other times it's going to be the science you might get extra science icons so lots of variety in the gameplay 
Good fun. Plays quickly. Um, there's no downtime in this as well, which is really fantastic because it's a drafting game. You're always playing. Uh, you're always doing something. You're never having to wait for other people's turn. Yeah, brilliant. I just love this game. Fantastic. I'll always play it. Seven Wonders. And Trace's number one is Ticket to Ride. So again, we've already talked about this one. A fantastic card playing game building up your routes, playing trains out onto the board, scoring points. It's always good fun, always good to play. Again, this is an app version. You can play this online as well. Absolutely fantastic game, Ticket to Ride. So that is our top 10, mine and Tracy's. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. Hopefully at some point we'll do some of the other club members' top 10s as well and we'll get their thoughts on what are their favourite games. But until then, this has been episode 51. Thanks for listening. My name's been Rick, and we've been the Sheffield Board Gamers. Goodbye for now.